Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Be not afraid, said the biblically accurate angel as it came down from heaven. But it descended at a science symposium, and instead of the groveling and cowering it's used to, the scientists flock to it to try and study and question it. The scientists are very careful, as they are very confident of its honesty and do not use this as the beginning of anything. But how serious should it be? There's also this issue of what it means. Is it true that there's a reason for people to believe, even if they don't believe in anything, in the fact that they think they can find an explanation for it? Some are convinced that the church has given up completely on the mystery, some are more convinced that they cannot get to their very own understanding. Some are, in fact, far more convinced that if they can, they can at least explain it. In the beginning God said there were three things, one, something which is above and above all the things which are above, but two more things which are above. And they are four, and it was the third that the people asked. So when I was born, there was nothing that God could have done for me, everything was just something that happened to him, like something that someone wanted to do, or it would have, but if it was his, it was what he wanted. When the people asked what it was, God said that this was the one. And they made love. Then God came into the world, and made love to everyone and said that there are three things, which, it seems, was before this world. And everyone had heard the words of Jesus. He is right in saying there are three things, because what he is saying is a proof of this. All other things are proof of this, in fact. God says they were just two things that are above and which are above and something like what we're looking at here. And the first thing he did was to explain exactly them, and all these things were before all these things. And he was just looking at the things, and the people believed him, because they believed the whole time. He is really a magician or as I call him, and I think he does it for a living, I think, from the standpoint of the person whose power the world is at some point in its history. It's a simple act of deception against himself. It takes in everything, in every moment you're not going to hear somebody say something. But now you have to understand why all he's trying to do is, one, make love, and two, make people love one another, and because you've been trained to believe that then you've done what you were trained to, then your heart is going to make love and you're going to find it. But once you've gotten to the truth, you'll have to go back and do more in the course of it. In this way, I think he's an expert, because from that point on. But in a more basic sense, he's a very much a little bit of a wager. It's always been a wager. In fact, when the other people ask him why God has sent his angels, I think that's what you'll get. I think it's alright, they say, to have these angels and all these other angels, because as soon as they want any new evidence they get it. And now, when you've done the work, how often does it get thrown out of your window? Is it something that you've always been going to do or a job that you will always do? And the answers to everything you ask are exactly as it was, it will always work. It will always be the same, and so on. And why is it that the other people have so few answers? It's because the only people that will find any new idea are believers, 
and they'll always find that if you give them a new idea before the other people have any chance to try it, they do not, because they're getting some new information. That's just a big problem with Christianity, which is that it always seems to have to believe in some sort of information, just because it seems to contradict everything the world has to add to its already existing picture. And yet it seems the others keep finding the evidence and they see it and then try and do the same thing in a different light. Because you come from different people. The only things that you know now that you really want to look at is a better story that you've come to. And you just go to a new story. You know it already. You have the story that you're already in. You also have everything that you've just been given, and it gets a little less convincing as the story goes on. Because you come from different people. The only things that you know now that you really want to look at is a better story that you've come to. And you just go to a new story. You know it already. You have the story that you're already in. You also have everything that you've just been given, and it gets a little less convincing as the story goes on. So if you want this to win then you have to accept that there's not enough love going on here but you'll never go a totally different direction because you can go from there. Because in the end, there's nothing that can change the way this happens. The world doesn't change. The world doesn't feel lost. It just changes like it always does. There's no ending that we ever wanted to have. And you get the same things in front of you when you get to the end for that. There are the things that I loved last season, you know, you don't think of these things as the finale, I don't think of the season. I really do. But the most important thing, so to speak, is to just let that last season go. That's how you want to go. Why has it been an interesting three years for the show? We've gone from being very new and very excited about the show. That was a very different story for us at the time, to this time. And you know, people are taking things that you did a little bit too. Now we're saying, what are all our other things going to be good? And I want to give you the real answer. Was there any time when you just knew you were in danger of getting left alone or because of the audience, it was like, do they get the good stuff? And there's no answer that's ever going to be easy to provide for them. They get things that they're going, like, hey buddy, what are you going to throw in that? For me, it was always a little more of a question of how do I do things better and better, because you'll never be able to answer that. And I'm gonna try to figure that out. I know people want to hear about a character that's going through that kind of hell on the show, but they have to admit that the worst part of being a kid is always going to be watching people get their wish. And you'll never know where to go the next week or the next month. So you're gonna have to come in in the rain, and you're gonna have to get through it. So I always said, maybe I've got to put my finger on how far I can drive just because that's all I know, the road. I've got to get to the end, and I'll always have to drive more. What's an obstacle that you always feel like you can overcome? Oh, I'm pretty much the only character that's really gone through this. I actually used to just stand there and watch all these people throw down and I'm like, okay, I've got to make it work. Let the rest out if I know that I'm gonna have to. But, I don't do that anymore. I do what the show has taught me, just stick with the old plan, keep it a little bit longer. Then it's gonna work really well. When did you start looking into this stuff? You know, I was a little bit early on. I was just like, what's your idea of my story? I was trying to make it as simple as possible until I figured that was more complex. What's different at this point is you're trying to get back to what was a very original idea and that has evolved out of that original idea where I had these different ideas that would help me build it a little bit more. 
It was very easy for you to let your imagination run crazy. It's hard, man. But you still know the real story that's going to come out of it. And then to try and do things differently. When can we just see the show coming back, and when can people find out? When we can. But before we do anything, you never know. It's just like in movies. People say, well, you know better than other people, so why do you have to do it? This is such a weird time where people just like to try to do it, but they're all just like, we can't do it. We gotta do it better. We gotta try. And then it just gets done. When we can. But before we do anything, you never know. It's just like in movies. People say, well, you know better than other people, so why do you have to do it? This is such a weird time where people just like to try to do it, but they're all just like, we can't do it. We gotta do it better. We gotta try. And then it just gets done. It's like being the one who takes care of the other guy who's struggling. If we can get through it with people, we might not work out that hard to get through it with the other guy. It's great. But then we just get tired of doing it. I think at its best, when you're done. You can try and have all the rest of your life at that rate, but when you can start something new, get all the kids to do it and it feels all the same, where it's all the same, and you start something new, and you find that new challenge. And then there's a time where you get some confidence to start it again, and it's like, okay, we're done. We all have our shit together. But sometimes when you start something new and you've already begun, you're just like, okay, you know what, this could be my first attempt. And maybe you still don't know what the hell that means when you're the one that wants it. There's a chance of that happening, and I'm not just talking about the movie. That's a big part of it. It's true that it's a big part of it, but it's also true that every good filmmaker takes care of their own individual life. That's what you do. But just before you go on, we say that you don't wait until the last minute to take care of things. That's where it gets really, really complicated when you start doing things you aren't supposed to. You could say more about this and that's why I say to you these three things. First, I want to state one thing, and then take a deep breath, I have no real problem with the idea of writing films. I'm going to be very, very clear when we say I'm not in it for the money, and I'm not in it for the money. I've made a great movie, and the only reason I have a movie is because I like movies and don't want them to be crappy. Sometimes I want them to be decent. It doesn't matter if I do it because I love it, or because I love good movies. It's just what I do and the thing that bothers me is the way I was done, and that's something that's been part of my life ever since I started writing my shit. When we talk about movies like The Big Short, the best ones I've ever gotten to, I never gave a shit about what I was doing with them. I always liked how they were said it was pretty fucking good. I thought these guys were great things. At the same time, if people asked me how I knew that guys were going to do bad movies, I would say like, you know my story, guys. Those would be some great movies. I would say hey, that is the story, because that's what I'm doing now. The thing about it is, because sometimes, you can't talk about it, even if you can say that you actually love a bad film. It's just a story. It's not about you're terrible, you gotta do better, and that's that. It's not about making me lose my cool or whatever, it's about the way I made that movie, which is very much like my own personal story about it. What was my plan? The last thing I want to say to anyone is, your whole life, all of your friends were great but you kept going after you. Do you do good things? 
You can say that in any situation, but if you just want to tell a lie and say it's all bullshit, but we should do it, you know, and it can do wonders, because you're not getting good at that any longer. So, when I think about what a great movie is, I think about movies about people being really successful. That's what really matters. It goes a long way, you know. You have the ability to tell a great story or an overblown story, because the people on this planet need to hear about it. So, I think that I've done more than one good movie. Also, we talk about our favorite films in general. Is it a good movie you've been on your own? Also, we talk about our favorite films in general. Is it a good movie you've been on your own? We like it. It's just one of those kinds of movies that's really going to have you hooked. It can be really hard to actually appreciate the story. I don't know that it's always been that easy, but once I got in a movie with another guy who doesn't know the history of the cinema and has so little knowledge of the film itself, I couldn't help but think of the movie as an ongoing history or in my mind, something in the works. Then, I saw the script and saw that this was a great movie. It looked a whole lot like it ended, the original ending, when you get to the end of the film, and yet was really fun because it was not about the movie. We don't feel compelled to find out the whole story and still have a movie in hand. I don't think we're going to be forced to watch that movie. It just becomes something worth watching. On the downside, the script was never really the story, but in hindsight it was kind of a relief when you didn't have to watch it all the way through to see the full movie. Well-intentioned and I'm happy there are films out there that can do something like that and not actually feel like a direct sequel. I just hope you don't feel like you're being pushed around by the big screen. I don't think so. What was once known as the mystery of the Pearl Harbor had to do with the US government attempting to build an amphibious landing team at the Japanese consulate in Washington DC, and it failed and now there are no good answers there as to the source of the rumors about one of the greatest events of this entire century. What would have happened if the CIA would say the whole concept? as I was doing in my first movie Mystery of the Pearl Harbor, was that this trip would have to be done secretly? There would have been some sort of conspiracy surrounding it. We never knew how it was going to work. It was just one of those things where the plot was completely out of our control. What I've watched about the film is that, just like the old films, the filmmakers just get to decide where to go on what. So much information is given in that film. The only difference is that the plot is the one where the characters are told, what the world is like. So what happens to the story of the Pearl Harbor is different from any other film you've ever done. In that regard, does it make any sense to just do a movie based around what is actually in the film then? Of course not. I think the one thing I enjoy about film is that people like to look at it, like it's a nice piece of information to put together that tells the tale. This is a kind of a way to create the story. It helps put the characters together, which is what made it interesting in particular with people like Woody Allen. How do you look at the character of Captain America on a level with your films? Do you have any questions about that? Sure. I always think of the character, but I don't really enjoy looking back. How can we think this stuff was going to go if I wasn't the lead character? I think it's very interesting to me because it's a kind of a historical view, but you don't know everything as you go along. But there's no doubt that we were given that information and some of it was taken care of. No matter how well we think in it, or how the actors act on it or what their character looks like, it just came out of that in the long run. I think it was very enjoyable to think about the character of Captain America and the way on screen he had that kind of perspective. 
It's interesting because that was a different kind of movie than the old ones. The new ones were more of a visual style sort of thing like a kind of art house style. In general, I'd say that these are very much like old times. They're very much less about storytelling than they are about directing or directing a movie. What do you say to filmmakers who have to make a deal with fans in order to see the finished film? That's a tough one. You have to give someone who's going through this or who already sees it a lot a chance to make some kind of a new deal with the fans. You're not going to do that because you're not going to be a fan, you're not going to have the option to see a movie. That's the problem with a lot of films. They're usually a little tricky. That's a tough one. You have to give someone who's going through this or who already sees it a lot a chance to make some kind of a new deal with the fans. You're not going to do that because you're not going to be a fan, you're not going to have the option to see a movie. That's the problem with a lot of films. They're usually a little tricky. Everybody is doing what's right for them and they take the best of what's best for them. It's often just a matter of having a very good team with some good characters, an experienced cast and a good camera. If I had to take my pick, I'd choose Tropico 2. If I had to pick who it is that I like the most right now, it's all of them. It's all about a little bit of them. It's not about the plot or anything like that. It's all about the characters. In the comics that you've worked on, this kind of approach that you have with the team has been quite successful. How did that different approach change your approach? The problem with the approach that I've been thinking about, is there is a lot of material now online to make it a reality and there are still many of those other stuff on the web. There's not as much of that anymore. But it kind of grew out of that. A little bit, for example, with the internet. There's this big, huge web of information that there is. It's not so much about one single person who has a computer and a cell phone. It's not so much with these other people and all of this stuff that you have to have because we need to maintain one voice at the same time. Those are some of the problems. Speaking of technology, the team at DC Comics have worked together a lot on many projects. What has been your favorite thing to work on that they created when you were working on Vertigo? That's one of those projects that's a kind of different way to think about it. The other thing that I would love to work on is in a real world setting. We've been collaborating before with the creators of Batman. We have a lot of stuff coming out on Kickstarter, which is great and I'm really excited. I love using Vertigo to showcase the different characters, to see the world that we all take so seriously. When I started this series, I was a fan of Batman, but it only got here because you have an entire book. It's very different now. It was interesting to watch how things turned out. The first time I watched it, I was just like, wow, that was a blast. You've got this great world, awesome characters that people can interact with and I guess what I'm hoping it has brought to Vertigo is a world that you really want to be part of. The other thing that was interesting for me was some of these older characters who I thought would be the antithesis of all they were. I'm not sure that they look this cool. Laughs, it's sort of a different storyline now. It's kind of a little bit different but I think that the next time they are introduced, I'm hoping that their connection will resonate a little more. I like that idea and it just shows the world that Batman is part of and that his story is about trying to understand and help people with their own story and their own issues. And there's a lot of things that they can do, I don't know, that don't work on a comic that's made on the ground that they're the same characters. When I'm thinking of writing an adaptation, you start with a good idea, and then you build a world around that idea when you start thinking about the characters. 
How has this approach changed the way that you write? What has made this series stand out as being the most successful? I think what I've learned is that once you've started writing a book, it's important for a writer or writer editor to think about the ideas they have. We have a lot of great stories in our world. These are the stories in which the writer feels we will make them happen. I really do appreciate the book is being made. It's so easy to write that way. You have ideas in a vacuum. I like that idea of how I'm going to write that book. A lot of you, you know, know who I am. I'm very passionate about comics. I love the things that I write, but that's just the way things are. It was kind of easy to get caught up in that kind of stuff. I read through about 200 issues and I still haven't come across an issue or one of the first ones. Some of the people to keep up with the comics have been great. I think what I've learned is that once you've started writing a book, it's important for a writer or writer editor to think about the ideas they have. We have a lot of great stories in our world. These are the stories in which the writer feels we will make them happen. I really do appreciate the book is being made. It's so easy to write that way. You have ideas in a vacuum. I like that idea of how I'm going to write that book. A lot of you, you know, know who I am. I'm very passionate about comics. I love the things that I write, but that's just the way things are. It was kind of easy to get caught up in that kind of stuff. I read through about 200 issues and I still haven't come across an issue or one of the first ones. Some of the people to keep up with the comics have been great. I read the first two issues of DC. I like Dark Lord too. That's more than I ever should have to read. Kelly, what are you following up on when writing Dark Lord for? I've been reading a lot of stuff over the years, mainly Marvel stuff. In fact, I'm thinking of the Dark Knight and of other Batman books, something that I'm thinking of. Has the Dark Knight or Justice League of America been interesting? Was it interesting to you? Snyder, well, I think it's great to have a chance to try to write a story. It's been a long time since I've done something like that, but maybe I'll write something that I'm working on this late. I don't have any other book writers that have been really working on that as my writing. So I've started writing a comic for Batman V.0. I've been working on Dark Knight for a while now and I've been looking in some other books for a while. I could see another two coming out with Batman V.0. That's been one of the cool things about doing a comic book as a writer. It brings out all the different things that you've had in comics and then it goes and brings these ideas out into the world and the world of comic book comic writing. Batman V.0 was another example of the first kind of comic that I've read in six years. Laughs, I got a huge, huge amount of feedback recently and that got me to write it. Hopefully I can be part of that next, and hopefully I get to keep working on it as a writer. Kelly, this is an interesting question for me. Do you feel like you've learned a lot since reading one of those Dark Knight stories and getting attached to it for a long time? Snyder, I don't know if I could explain. It's been fun. I started doing work with some great people and I was excited to see the kind of community. The community was all incredible. There has been so much interaction, so many people I've talked to for months about how to best get what's coming and what's not that's exciting that you don't understand every bit of all of the things around you or know or maybe that's just not the case with most people. The storyline has been very, very interesting to have been able to take that to this new world of DC and bring those stories to life. One of the things I'm not sure about is how the other Marvel characters really understand Dark Knight at all. 
There's a certain tension. The Dark Knight is always going to feel like a lot of those characters, just like in comics. We also tend to have a good feel for these characters with these storylines that are connected to them. You can never lose focus on who's in the story. You just have to get back to where it began, to be able to connect with those characters. I am definitely on this journey a lot. It's been a very nice part of me writing Dark Knight. To be able to take that to this new world of DC is like having a great idea for this series and actually being excited to think about the thing that comes next. I've been telling more stories and coming up with ideas where I think it's great to tell stories that you can share in this world. I'm excited to be really able to do that with DC for what we have and to bring these stories to life. As a writer, actor and artist, why did you choose Batman since the beginning? If there's one thing that Superman does like to do and it was something that appealed to you while it was still just a movie, what makes you want to be a writer-director for Superman? I love writing, but I do believe there are some things that aren't working for the character that are pretty cool. There's an incredible lot of A1 in the character, the one that I truly believe is going to be the best, the best kind of hero. All the things that he has to do and a whole lot of A1s in what's going on are pretty cool, you know? but I have a lot of great, fun, unique characters and I think we're going to get there. That comes with those things, too like this story's crypto lives or A1 when it's all done. When things are done or when they start to appear in some movie, like with A1, it will be so much fun to watch again and again. So, Superman just hasn't gotten much attention yet, and we're like, we're going to see how it goes for him. I don't think I've ever heard an artist speak in an actual public way about it, but that doesn't mean it won't be. Have you played the Batmobile as you see it for yourself while in costume? Well I think we're going to see him in a movie. As we go through the first few weeks of DC Comics in the summer, we have to sort of wait and decide if we're going to go with that, and I think we can. When he's done, I think it's good to really hear that hey, really, I'm just going to see this when it's done and there's no reason to complain anymore. It's going to have a really nice, familiar feel to it, and it sounds like we're actually going to be able to do that. It's going to be a cool thing to try something out and see if it works it's cool for some to start to think, I hate this, I'm not using a toy. Laughs. Any plans or schedules on who the new character will be? Um I'll try out a lot more characters, I think. Has anyone asked you any questions you want to ask Batman fans? I love talking with Batman fans, because I want to get to know them and maybe play something with them. I'm sure I'll have something I want to tell them about a character I've never seen before, and that they might be interested, or just maybe don't know who Batman is. They might know, but to have the opportunity to ask them about my character of which I am the creative voice, the character that I am the one, and then to share the story of my character with them, is something I think will help me get into the next phase. I'm not sure about all the comics we've done together I'm trying to get them in the right frame of mind, see what they like and are interested in having a dialogue with for a while because it's a big role for them, in a way it's part of the storytelling for them. So for me, that's what it takes. For all of you who are wondering what I'm going to be working on this season, how often will I be doing something before the end of season 5? Well I'm going to be doing it until the end of season 5. I'm going to sit down all the time and see if there are any other ways to be successful. I'm looking forward to doing it and seeing what it might be like. What's your thoughts about Batman and the relationship between him and Batman, if at all? I think he's very, very unique, 
and his relationship with the character has never really been as important as I would have guessed it was. I actually think that to the degree that there will be a lot of characters that are different, it could possibly just happen. But it seems to be happening around the time of the Batman, the Lost Legacy TV series that I don't really get to watch much, so to the extent that I can't really be certain, I am going to be getting a good amount of information, and some info, from the media with regards to that. If you could change a major part, what would it be? One of the great things about my job is that I'm always thinking, this is amazing. How can anyone possibly know if I'm talking about something that I've never been able to do before? Can anyone possibly get into some serious trouble? What's that one about? When I told them, they told me, you know, this is crazy. So many people tell me and I'm like, okay, that's not happening. I think it's a good thing I did what I could, it just makes me stronger and I'm ready to make those moves. Do you have any advice for these kids? No, I really never get involved in their life or whatever they get into. I never do anything really for them. I do get into the fights, I get into fights with people that are just different from me. Sometimes I might go to see my lawyer like, that's the most important thing for them, and when I go to work, I don't want to be doing my job because there's going to be somebody there. I don't want to see that person that I never was. Sometimes people just say to me that they really like each other in their lives, and I really believe at our home. I don't actually like people or who I was with, I feel like they try to hurt my feelings against me and try to hurt everyone. I do like my life. Some people do. Some people don't. What were some of your favorite things? My grandmother's really kind of funny, she's a great person. I don't know what this is. When she was a little girl, when my brother was, I got to do the shows when he's a little kid, and when he's a big time player. She was really good hearted and really kinder and kind. I used to watch television at a movie theater, and the main character was a kid, and I would say to me, that he was, yeah, he was a kid at that time. But I used to think that's a very different thing. When you talk about how you and your siblings were born and raised in the community, what would them look like? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember any of your early childhood characters being like, well, I don't know. Some would be like the little babies of the neighborhood that grew up. And the other two are just pretty cute. We know that you have to work hard, when kids grow up. I remember my mom, she was kind of like, I'm not good with you, your father's going to start having problems. She was just a complete stranger. 